Bible has been around, read, adjusted, and interacted with for literally ages. Greg has read it so you don't have to, and now births into the world, Better Bible. Before we begin, as you will be listening to a retelling of Bible, please note that trigger warnings are in place for racism, xenophobia, violence, sexual assault, rape, child abuse, incest, animal cruelty, and more. Welcome to A Better Bible. Here we go with what I believe is the final letter from Paul. And again, he's writing to Timothy. And again, I remind you that there is not now nor has there ever been a person called Timothy who wasn't utterly reprehensible. This is another one written from a prison cell by the misogynist common criminal Paul. Let's see what he has to say for himself today. We have the standard opening of self-given title and all that grace governs, refers to Tim as his son, which I assume isn't literal as that would be a shocker. Paul, in actually banged a woman and made a human appear out of himself shock news shocker shock. Paul is dead happy remembering Tim and crying, and he loves Paul's mum. He goes on about Tim getting these hands and right, straight at the top, says don't be ashamed of me Timbo, which feels like he's about to say something dead shameful. Opening a letter with don't be ashamed of me has a very similar energy to, I'm not racist, but... Right, God has called them to a holy life, and Jesus has always been there and kicked death's teeth out. He then points out that he is suffering exactly because he is so ace, not because he's done anything wrong. Tim is to remember every little deposit Paul gave him, naughty, even though the entirety of Asia has turned on Paul. He is still strong and awesome. Then a specific chap gets name-checked. The name is of no importance here, but Paul says in a deeply creepy way that Tim knows exactly why this person helped Paul so much. And I don't think it's too much of a stretch to assume handjob through prison bars. So, Tim's got to be strong and trust the right people. Tim has to join Paul in suffering, tempting, and if simply saying that isn't enough to convince Tim to do it, Paul throws some examples of awesome jobs where you suffer and it's not about you. Army, athlete, farmer. Lovely stuff. Remember Jesus, yeah? Sharing his story is why Paul is in chains. If we died with him, we will live with him. And it goes on like this. It really goes on. Don't argue about words, avoid godless chatter, just have nothing to do with all those cunts. Now, it seems that some idiot religious teachers claim the resurrection has already taken place and this really boils Paul's piss. The cornerstone of everything Paul says and does and thinks and believes is based on a deferment of pleasure. Gotta suffer for an unspecified amount of time. If the thing you're waiting for actually happens, the jig is up. Like a temporarily reversed, harking back to some mythical golden age. In a large house you have gold, silver, wood and clay. I think. 
Paul thinks that's a bad thing. And you should get rid of everything, especially the clay. Fuck clay. And never argue or be quarrelsome, says angry, argumentative, quarrelsome Paul. Also, right, end of days, yeah. That'll be rough. People will love themselves where they should hate themselves. So, you know, be beautiful, but know you're ugly. They will love pleasure rather than God, which feels like a bit of a burn on God as it positions them as the opposite of pleasure. Harsh. These people are the worst, says Paul, depraved idiots, but they won't get far. They will just have a lovely, lovely time and die. Not like us, suffering, dying, and getting to suffer for another eternity. Tim is better than this because he knows Paul. All that teaching and suffering, everyone who loves Jesus will be persecuted. Which is probably why Christians piss and moan so much. Oh, here we go. All scripture is God-breathed. This'll come back to bite people in the ass, won't it? So, this'll have loads of people throughout history to the present day justifying atrocities. Nice one, Paul. Thanks for that. All scripture, uh, by scripture we mean the Old Testament or the Hebrew Bible, yeah, right? All scripture is useful. Okay, so Tim is to take over Paul's job of being a chatty nuisance. It's like a last will and testament thing, this letter. Tim will be an evangelist, as Paul is defo dying, being poured out like a drink offering all over Tim's willing face. Paul starts talking about how awesome his rewards will be, and Tim, please come quick, I'm alone and dying. Apart from Luke, he's here, but who wants to hang out with boring Luke? No one. That's who. Paul then says, if you are coming to see me, please come see me, I'm dead lonely, Luke's a ballend, right? But if you're coming, please bring my coat, because it's getting hella cold here. Oh, and my scrolls, bring my books and my letters, I want to read those. Oh, and Alexander the metal worker can fuck all the way off, he's gonna get it. Look out for that prick. Uh, we don't really get too much information as to who Alex the metal worker is, presumably the ballend who locked Paul up or the sensible, civil-minded hero who locked Paul up. Anyway, Paul says, I'm ace, God loves me best, fuck those fools. Take care, mate. Oh yeah, say hello to Priscilla, buddy, and get here before it gets too cold. Whoever this Priscilla is, Paul, I believe, has something of a heroic crush on her. And that, I think, is Paul's death and consequently final letter. I wonder who's writing the next one. I mean, we'll find out in a bit, won't we? All right, take care. Congratulations on listening to this episode of Better Bible. Start a club and share your favorite moments. Tell your loved ones we're here, and we will save you. Greg Bless. That's really stupid. Stupid. <laughs>